Hey Revelation Wellness, this is Aaron, one of the team members here, and I have some exciting news. November 17th, we're releasing our very first ever documentary. It's called To the Ends of the Earth, Spreading the Gospel in the United Kingdom. And it showcases how God is moving powerfully through our Revelation Wellness ambassadors. The documentary is premiering on YouTube on Friday, November 17th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This documentary is a reminder that we're a ministry that God has called to the ends of the earth. And with every instructor, every podcast, every RevWell TV video, every program, and every resource offered, it's our goal to share the love of Jesus worldwide. And one of the very specific ways we do that is through our Revelation Wellness Ambassadors. You will not want to miss this documentary. We've seen it and we're speechless. It's only through our Revelation Wellness donors that this is possible. So please join us on YouTube for the video premiere and would you consider becoming a monthly partner on mission with us? All the links are in the show notes, so swipe up to join us to see how God is moving. You're gonna be hanging out with me today. We're gonna move our bodies, ask God to touch our minds and our hearts as we move together. Are you ready? Let's go. Getting the playlist started in three, two, one lay. All right, friends. My name is Aaron, and I am so glad to be hanging out with you today. Now, this is going to be a fun revving the word because you can do anything you want to during this workout. And what I mean by that is, let me tell you what we're gonna do and you'll see what I mean. We're gonna do a five minute warm up. So right now, just go ahead and get up in a warm up pace. You're just trying to get the blood flowing. Get your heart beating, get your muscles warmed up. But after this five minute warm up, we're going to go through a 40-20 for 20 minutes. And then we're gonna do a five minute cool down. Now a 40-20 means that there's 40 seconds of work, 20 seconds of rest, 20 times. So here's the fun part. If you're walking, you can pick up the pace, pick up the effort for 40 seconds and then back off for 20. The 40 seconds is gonna be an eight to nine. So hit an eight or nine effort out of 10. Uh, and then your 20 second rest is really, don't scale all the way back, but you're scaling back to about five or six. So this is what makes it fun. If you wanna work out, you can work out and do a 40-20. So what you wanna do is you wanna pick five different exercises. And you're gonna do each one of those exercises, 40 seconds worth of work, 20 seconds worth of rest, and then you're gonna repeat those five exercises four different times throughout a cycle. And that will equivocate to our 20 minutes of the workout after this five minute warm up, and then we'll cool down for five more minutes. So you can do anything you want to, whether you wanna cycle, whether you wanna run, whether you wanna walk, whether you wanna lift weights, or whatever else you do, you could swim, you could, I don't know, sky's the limit, use your creativity. So this will be kind of fun. This is, uh, I stole this playlist from myself over on the RW Plus 
portion of our mobile app. This is a playlist I use for Rev Xing the word. And it's just songs that I listen to uh, as a teenager, Christian songs that I listen to. So if you know any of them, enjoy. You're welcome. They're from back in the day. All right, our scripture that we're going to go from today is Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Jesus is preaching the famous Sermon on the Mount. And this is what he says, Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to your lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor, they don't spin thread. Yet, I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. And if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? You of little faith? So don't worry saying, what am I going to eat? Or what am I going to drink? Or what am I going to wear? For the world eagerly seeks all of these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. All right, we've got five seconds, and we're gonna push for 40 seconds and soak in the Word of God. You ready? Go. All right, 20 seconds of rest here. Remember, don't scale all the way back. We're scaling back to about a five or six. In eight seconds, we're going to go back up to that eight or nine. Ready? Go. Push pretty hard. This might be harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> I'm, over here, I'm over here like, I wonder if I could do this 20 more times. 
break. And you're resting here for 20 seconds. Andrea, my wife, and I were out for a walk the other day. You ready to go again? Push. Hold it for about to an eight to a nine. We were out for a walk and we were talking about this passage of scripture. And man, I found it so convicting. We're just gonna kind of work our way through it again and talk about it throughout this workout. And I hope it touches you, because it, man, it did a number on me. You got five more seconds, you can do it. Four, three, two, one, rest. Jesus said, therefore, no, why do you say therefore I tell you? Why do you say therefore? Well, he just said, you can't serve God and money. You're either gonna follow one and not the other, or you're gonna follow the other and not the one. Therefore, I tell you, ready, go, push. Don't worry about your life, what you're gonna eat or what you're gonna drink. No, look, we're working out, we're fitness people, right? Like, this is what we do. And you're gonna tell me not to worry about what I eat or what I drink? Because everything I see online, everything I read, everything that I'm reading from my body is telling me to worry about what I eat or what I drink. Does it have this in it? Does it have that in it? Is it too much this? Is it too much that? Is it gonna put fat in places I don't want fat? Or is it gonna cut fat in places I wanna cut fat? Break. Rest for 20 seconds here. We become so obsessed with what we'll eat or what we'll drink. But he says, don't worry about it. Pick it up again in four, three, two, one, push. Isn't life more than the food and body and the body more than clothing? Don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you drink. <laughs> Here's the second part of that, ready? He says, or about your body, what you will wear. So you're gonna tell us not to worry about our body, how it's clothed, how it's presented. Cause isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? You got five, four, three, two, one, and pull back. Five, four, three, two, one, push. And I think what he's getting at is he's hitting, he's hitting at their needs. Don't worry about your provision, but also don't worry about your status, like clothing. Clothing is more of a status, or I look important, I feel important. They, it's all about how I present myself. But then what I eat and what I drink is provision for me. Don't worry about your provision. Don't worry about your status, your, your purpose, your significance, your fame, and break. Pull back. 
Don't worry about those things. Isn't life more than provision? And isn't your body more than how it's presented? And then he goes into two examples. You ready? Three, two, one, push. Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather. Yet, God feeds them. And aren't you worth more than them? And can you add a more, one more moment to your life by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Look at the flowers in the field. They don't work, they don't do anything to worry about their clothing, yet not even Solomon was dressed as finely as the flowers of the field. Five, four, three, two, one, pull back. And if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is only here for a short time, and you're here for a long time, how much more will He do for you? Even when you don't have much faith. Three, two, one, push again. So don't worry. Over and over and over and over again in this passage, he says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. He said the world chases after these things. They chase after fine foods and parties. And they chase after fine clothes and what they're going to wear or the big house or the nice car. Pull back. All the things that they think will make them happy, the things that they think they need, a certain number in their bank account, a certain thread count in their sheets, a certain type of furniture, a certain type of meal, a certain way of eating. Ready? Go. The world observes those things and they worry about them. They let it consume them. And he said, but I tell you, your heavenly father already knows that you need provision and that you need clothing. Instead, think about, pursue, chase, be obsessed with God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all those other things that the world is worried about, they're gonna be provided for you too. Three, two, one, break. Ready, push. Keep it that 8-9 effort now. Keep pushing. And then he says, so don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow's going to worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let me ask you a question, and then I'm going to give you space to think about it. And the question is, not do we worry, because I think we all certainly worry about something. Ready? Pull back. All of us worry. 
Not that we should, but we do. We're human. The question is, what are you worried about? What causes your anxiety today? When you got up, ready, go, push. What is causing your anxiety today? What have you been thinking about today that's causing you worry and anxiety and it's weighing on your mind? I'm gonna give you space to think about it right now. Rest, rest, pull back. Push, push. We're halfway through here. You're doing so good. We're halfway through. Man, if I'm honest, I wake up and I worry about like God's purpose in my life. Like am I doing and maxing out my potential for Him? Two, one, pull back. And sometimes I can think about that so much that it consumes me. I used to be a pastor. And I absolutely loved Sundays because I got to do what I love, which is speaking. I love preaching. I love presenting God's Word. Ready? Push. And I found purpose in that. I found it important. And I was good at it. And then I stopped pastoring. COVID came along, stopped pastoring, made some mistakes, and our family moved, and then we, I started working for Rev, and I do production for Rev, like filming, behind the camera, pushing buttons, and I do branding, all graphics and things like that. Three, two, one, pull back. And it's the exact same job that I had before I was a pastor, when I was on staff in my father-in-law's church in Virginia. Same job, to a T. All the graphics, all the production, website, what I did, ready, push. And in a way, as far as the job goes, day in and day out, it's so easy to feel like, Man, I was the leader. I was in my niche. I was in my wheelhouse. Like, I loved preparing messages and getting up and delivering them on Sundays. Like, I loved that. And now I'm back doing the same task day to day that I was doing prior to doing it. I feel like I took a giant step backwards. Aren't I supposed to be going forward? Ready? Right. Pull back. 
And sometimes waiting, sometimes I find myself waiting because, you know, I'll hear a message about waiting on the Lord or read Isaiah, waiting on the Lord. Ready? Push. You know, those who wait on, wait upon the Lord will rise up like eagles and they'll renew their strength. They will soar. Like, I'm waiting on that opportunity that I think is going to take me back into something or something similar to the pastoral role and task and passions that I have, which are great and good, and there's nothing wrong with that. But to me, I worry about that. I, I, that last part that he talks about, don't worry about tomorrow, don't worry about your future, I worry about that. Pull back. And sometimes it consumes me, it takes me away from my family mentally, it takes me away from my job mentally, it takes me away from those types of things. And it just eats me up. And I can't think about anything else. And I feel like a failure sometimes. Ready? Go. Push hard. And there are times I get stuck in that trap. And then I read this, and this is why it's so convicting. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow's going to have enough trouble of its own. You just worry about the task I've given you today, the people that are in front of you today, whether they're inside your house or they're on the street or beside you on the road or they're your boss or you see them on a Zoom meeting or a coworker or someone that works for you, family, friend, neighbor. Worry about those people today. I'll take care of tomorrow. Pull back. Pull back. Something else I worry about as a, as a man, sometimes this one gets me a lot too. Provision. The whole food and clothing. It gets me. We're pushing again. Ready? Go. Man, I worry about that. Money in the bank. Do I have enough? I want to be able to do these things, but do I have enough things? Am I in the hole? Am I saving? All the things, like, I worry about it. I worry about providing, and it's consuming. And then Jesus says, hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about your body. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. Don't let anything outside of this moment take up space in your brain. Ready? Break. Pull back. Because if it can take you away from this moment, then you're not living to the purpose that I'm calling you to in this moment. Because in this moment, I have you here. I have you doing this with these people in this moment. Ready? Push. Only two more pushes after this. Man, how sad it would be for us to pursue a passion that we have and miss out on the purpose that God has for us in the moment of whatever it is you're doing right now. And when you get done with this workout and you walk it back into your house and there are little children there, but you're so consumed with your provision or providing, you're so consumed with your purpose and your business that you miss out on the people that God has called you to love today. That's your purpose. Break, pull back. And there is no higher purpose. 
you could be successful in ministry, you can be successful in, in life and business, and you can completely miss the purpose that God has called you to in your own home. And there's not a greater sacrifice that's not worth making. Go, push. And pull back. Got our last push coming up here in 20 seconds. Okay. Four, three, two, one. Push. It's your last one. Make it count. So what, what do you worry about? That's what I worry about, those things. I worry about tomorrow, I try to figure it out. Throughout all of it, at about the age of 18 and forward, I was worried about making a name for myself. Whatever that means, in every avenue. And I've pursued so many avenues to do that in, all in vain. It don't matter. Pull back. Pull back for 20 seconds. Maintain, maintain that five, six pace. And then as soon as we hit, as soon as we hit 25 here, 25 minutes, we're going to pull back all the way to a cool down. In three, two, one, cool down. Oh. And I just think at the end of the day, even in the name of doing good, in the name of making a difference, we get so consumed with everything but who God's put around us. And, and when you think of that, when I say those around us, those God put around us, I don't want you to think of the people you influence. I, wanna th I want you to think of the people that you, maybe you're, let me, let me say this, maybe you're a pastor. I don't want you to think of your congregation. Maybe you're a ministry leader. I don't want you to think of your following. And I do want you to think of your family, but I mean beyond that. I'm talking about the people who are within 100 feet of you at any given moment. That's your neighbor. That's your purpose. Your purpose is never something. It's always someone. God's not worried about you developing the next prototype of something. He's worried about you loving the person who's helping develop it with you. The things are just things. Go at it. Have fun. Do what you're passionate about. But what good is it to do what you're passionate about if you can't love the people that are within 50 feet of you at any given moment? Whether that's your kids, your family, maybe it is people you work with and people who work for you. But I mean physical proximity. I mean people that are 
on the sidewalk walking by the business you're working at or who are in a cubicle across the room? What does it look like for you to live in every moment? Saying, God, what do you want me to do in this moment? And it's always about somebody else. It's always about somebody else. If it starts with you, oh, you want me to write this or do, it's probably you. But if it's about that person, hey, look at that person. Do you see their countenance? Do you see that child that's been begging for your attention but can't get it because you're doing something important like posting something on your phone that might influence people and might make them stop their scrolling and think about me? But while that one person, you got them to think about me for five seconds, the child standing in front of you that's been pulling on your shirt begging for your attention has now learned about me as a father that I have other things in the world that are my priority because the child that I'm supposed to be, that you're supposed to be loving, that I'm supposed to be loving standing in front of me can't get my attention. And if they can't get their earthly father's attention who they can see one foot away from them, how in the world are they supposed to get the attention of a heavenly father that they cannot physically see? Whoo, y'all, that it hurts. I feel like I just preach to myself. That's convicting. What are we doing? What are we doing with our life? <laughs> what are we doing with our moment? Every moment. Paul writes in Galatians that he dies to himself daily, right? I crucify myself. Nevertheless, I live for I am crucified with Christ. I like to think I have spiritual ADHD and can't pay attention enough to sacrifice. And this is just the truth. I can't lay down my life daily. I'll pick it back up in an hour. I've got to do it moment by moment, hour by hour, minute by minute. Like it's smaller increments for me. I've never been more convinced in my entire life that the only thing that matters are the people within a certain physical radius of me at any given moment in time. And that any worry, any anxiety that I have is probably of something that's not in this moment. And Jesus tells us how to cure that right here. Don't worry about it. And if you are worried about it, you're believing that God doesn't love you more than he loves the birds, more than he loves the flowers, more than he takes care of everything else. But instead, focus your attention on seeking after him and his righteousness, his kingdom, it says, which is the work that you're going to do in the radius around you. Focus on his kingdom. And all those other things will be added to you anyway. That that's what matters. That is my purpose. I didn't miss my purpose. I can't miss what's around me a hundred percent of the time all day every day every moment no matter whether i'm in an airport in a city somewhere else across the country or world for rev on the road or whether i'm at home with my family or taking a walk with my wife and we pass people on the street
Because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that I'm pursuing Jesus and he's pursuing others through me. So to sum up the words of Jesus the way that he did, I encourage you today, don't worry about your life. What you'll eat or what you'll drink. Don't worry about your body, what you're gonna wear. And don't worry about tomorrow. It may never come. Instead, look around you and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Love as hard as you can. And then one day, you're gonna get somewhere at the end of your life and look back and say, how in the world did I get here? And it's because you lived every moment, every moment, seeing and loving the people around you that God brought into your life. And he kept bringing people in to your life and into your moment because he knew you would be faithful to love them as he would. And that's why he kept bringing them into your circle, into your moment, into that part of your life. Friend, you don't have to worry. God's got it. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and he'll take care of everything else. Peace.